We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready here with you to... uh, Day is the start of the Masters. It is opening day for Major League Baseball. One day away from uh, Ole Miss and Alabama at Swayze Field. The Rebels returning home after facing Kentucky over the weekend in Lexington, taking two out of three, and then losing to Southern Miss on uh, Tuesday night in Pearl, ten to seven for uh, for that. Yeah, I, I figured. I assumed the mic was hot. We were careful that time. I kind of knew that. So anyway, welcome to the live stream wherever you uh, are watching this morning. We'll uh, we'll talk some of those things. Talk some football. Got some win loss totals for the SEC West and more. So that coming up on uh, on the show today. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You know to. Uh, Use the um, Exxon mobile app. Take advantage of that. Ten bucks there with um, the Exxon mobile app. You get that right at the pump you're filling up. All you got to do is take a picture of the QR code, open it up, thousand bonus points, ten dollars with the Oxford Exxon and the Blue Sky. And Neil is in the Clark Ford studio. I am Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundreds. That number. Call it. Um, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. We'll have the Peyton Chatney show on the stream later in the day. Peyton joined me on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer, great beer selection, full bar, and more if you're coming in for the uh, baseball weekend. Make Rafters a part of your weekend. Stop in and uh, tell Hudson and the people there that you appreciate them being a part of our show. So we'll get into some of those win-loss totals here in a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm using an external mic. I will be careful about the clacking. I know it's going to be loud. I know I type very hard where I basically break the keyboard when I type. So I will try to be as gentle or type as little as uh, as I can with that. Thanks for the heads up, a couple people who uh, who told me that. So I appreciate that uh, that today. 
I, I do want to talk a little bit of baseball. I got Ole Miss and Alabama coming up this uh, this weekend, and uh, they lose to Southern Miss on Tuesday. I guess this is the point, Neil. That I was thinking about yesterday, and obviously we didn't have a, we didn't have a show. It's the same problems over and over again. You look at the standpoint of Ole Miss, and they're if anything consistently inconsistent at this point. I was talking I was talking to Brian Rippey about it last night, and maybe the schedule saves them. Maybe it does whatever it's going to do. But we're, you know, my, Mike had two quotes that were interesting. I'm jumping around a little bit, but trying to get to where I'm going to say. On Tuesday, Mike had two quotes that were fairly interesting. He talked about the defense is a bigger problem than the pitching over the course of the season. That it's the thing that's just not figuring it out, and it remains a problem. And then with pitching, he said, "quote We're still learning on the mound." And I guess it was a bad job by the media and yours truly of not necessarily following up on it, but. It's a really kind of an indictment of a state of a statement because it's tw- the 28th game. It's halfway through the season. It's college baseball is a small sample size sport, and if that's the situation you're in, where you're still learning, whether, whether it be trying to figure out who's who, trying to figure out individual pitchers, at some point it's kind of like the AK quote: "You kind of are what you are." And at this point, 30 games in. You can get hot at the right time, but it is this really developmentally fixable in your mind. And this is not even a baseball thing. This is a sports thing in general. Halfway through a season, that's a pretty substantial set of it just kind of is what it is. Yeah, I think so. They're halfway through. I mean, they might clean up some stuff. Obviously, they need to clean up their defense a little bit. Probably some guys, Peyton and I talked about this. There's some guys that are probably pressing at the plate that a little bit of success might sort of change their approach a little and get them to relax and they might get hot or whatever. But yeah, no, I mean, you're halfway through a season. You kind of are who you are a little bit. I think I, I'll be still a little stunned if it's this week. I, my assumption is it's still a week away. We'll see Kevin Graham returning. He had a Dodgers appointment on Tuesday, and he uh, th- they went well as far as he is on schedule. He took batting practice prior to the game on Tuesday there in Pearl, but Mike was not definitive on exactly when he will return. TJ Cantz missed Tuesday's game with an ankle injury. Mike said he would play this weekend. Just in general, if Kevin returns to form, if he's the hitter we think, what does one player make much of a difference? Oh, I mean, when it's one of your two or three best hitters, maybe your best hitter returning to the lineup, I think it makes a difference. And then I think there's a a little of of an emotional thing, a a pressing thing. I mean, guys can say that they don't try to pick up the slack when a hitter like that leaves the lineup, but they do, especially young guys. Um, you know, Peyton and I were talking before we got started yesterday, and he's like, you know, I'm 21 years old. I'm still trying to figure out life. I'm like, well, welcome three decades from now, champ. You won't have it figured out. But, um, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you try to pick up the slack, and it's, you know, we talked about this in basketball when a tournament gets, you know, you, you start trailing in a tournament game. The temptation is to try to shoot the 12 foot, the 12 pointer, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, no, let's just run your offense. And so yeah, it's still the same approach at the plate. Um, you know, look, it's, it's a big weekend for Ole Miss. They, and, and Peyton said this in the show, you'll, I'll stream it later and you'll hear it, but they, they absolutely have to win this weekend. If they're, if they're some of their goals, um, that they have in place are, are going to be fulfilled, you know, hosting a regional, being in the mix for a national seed, all that stuff. I mean, you, you lose this weekend and a lot of that's just out. It's out the window. You're mathematically, you're just not going to get there, but they could, they could win this weekend and could be having a completely different conversation next week. And if they were to sweep this weekend, we're having a completely different conversation. And, but you know, you and I've talked about this, the bottom of the league 
there is no bottom right now. There's just a homogenous glut of teams sort of at five and four all the way to three and six that are all the same team really right now. So, but getting Graham back, I think is, I think it's impactful, you know, on Friday night when they take the field and you have your, your main lineup on the field for the first time in a while, you, you probably there's a little bit of an emotional lift, especially if you can win that game on Friday. Yeah, I can see that. And I mean, they had somewhat of the same thing I and mean, they hit a lull at times last year when Elko was out, um, the same sort of thing. And they got up, they did, they got a spark when he came back, even though it was in limited work, obviously. And I, and I guess the pressing makes sense. I mean, cause you want to say, Hey, why does the lineup look like it was? Because it's not even necessarily the situation of, they're not all slumping at the same time. They're either struggling or they're pressing and you got different situations, whatever. But it's, it's you know, it's, it's kind of that thing we always talk about. It's not one thing for the entire team. So maybe it does give a lift, but you know, some of this, it, it does. I guess that's the point is I agree with it to the point of it's appears approach approach based. I mean, you look at when they struggle. I mean, it is, it's just, it is trying to hit that eight run home run. It is trying to hit the first pitch every time it's not taking anything. And it is, I mean, it's the, it's the absolute signs of a pressing offense that's yeah. trying to do so much at all times. And it runs off almost like a, it runs off like a lack of confidence, but I don't even think it's like a confidence. It's just kind of like, whatever. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, we'll see that frankly, the next two weekends are somewhat must wins. If you only take two out of three. Absolutely. Because if you don't get back above 500, then suddenly you're chasing a series win in Fayetteville. You're doing these different things where, Hey, that's okay. Maybe you get it done, but that's a, that's a complicated deal for the most part. I mean, it's hard to guarantee that at that point, I, I assume Ole Miss is going to stick with uh, the same rotation. Delusia, um, Elliot and Washburn, Ole Miss has not announced that. They did not announce that on Tuesday night um, after the, after the game. Mike did not comment on that. They started him in the midweek. They've moved four different roles at this point. It obviously didn't work. Derek was pretty good early. The errors sort of killed him there in the third inning. He doesn't get out of the third. He allows whatever he allows in 2.2 innings. I frankly do not think that he's completely healthy. I just don't. It doesn't look right. But at this point, you probably need him to some extent if you're going to fulfill all your goals. What do you do with Derek Diamond right now? Oh, you'd know that better than me. I, I think he has to become a a reliever who you can go to to get through a lineup one time. And have the willpower to go, okay, that's it. Yeah, just well, to stop. I mean, once he gets through, he doesn't ever face the same hitter twice. Mm-hmm. Um, unless he just dominated a hitter. Or as a one pitch where they, that hitter didn't see him much, but he very clearly struggles his second time through. Um, but he's pretty good his first time through. So, look, you talked about this a week ago, and you're exactly right. And they've went and they've tried to fix it to some degree, and they're they're going to have to accept that. And I think this is a Mike stubbornness issue, and I don't cover him, so I don't know him, but observing it all these years. I don't I think there's this temptation to try to fit pieces into an old box. Mm-hmm. A box that you've always used. This box has always fit on Friday. And this box has always fit on Saturday. And so we're going to cram this piece and it doesn't work this time. I think they're going to have to try it differently. They're going to have to do weekend by weekend and it's probably going to be maddening for someone like him who like most coaches seems like kind of a control freak. Um 
I think you're going to have to go into it with a little bit of, of a lack of control. And Diamond makes sense as a guy that, um, you know. He feels like an opener. Kind of feels like an opener. <laughs> Although he seems to put pressure on himself when he starts games. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, I mean, if you could save him for Sunday and he could be your opener on Sunday and get you into the third, makes sense. And then you kind of go from there. I mean, you hope that, like, these next three weekends, you're playing teams that they're not exactly blowing the doors off of stuff from a pitching standpoint. And so you, you go into it and you hope that by Sunday that their pitching is as wacky as yours is. I'm a little fascinated from a lineup standpoint because, you know, we talked about this. He last weekend, he was able to, he did a lot of things with the rotation. He got kind of out of his comfort zone. He switches all three up, which I don't remember him doing at any other point. And he seemed fairly flexible with the way he handled pitching over the course of the weekend on Tuesday. He did the same thing with the lineup. He moved Harris up to maybe the two hole on Tuesday. He moved Chatagnier down. He, you know, had McCants out, so that required some some finagling a little bit. But there was lots of things he did, and he's been so hesitant over the course of his his tenure and even this season to do that with the lineup versus the pitching staff. And in some ways, I get it because, like we said, we mentioned sample sizes and how, you know, compared to the major league game you can't really go through a slump or you can't go through a period of time because that's half the season. You just don't have time to do that. So you want to ride your best players. Although there is a certain stubbornness, there's a certain square peg round hole to this guy's not hitting. And by God, we're just going to keep it here because I believe in him and we're not going to do anything to try anybody else. And it's almost a deal where in some ways I wonder what it does to your locker room in, in, in instances because somebody, and I don't mean necessarily mean Calvin Harris because he is coming back from an injury. Maybe they're trying to work him in from, from that in a different way because you sure as hell don't need the oblique to re-aggravate and cause another problem with it. But at the same time, it's hard to become an everyday player if you aren't kind of in their minds as an everyday player to start the, to start the year. I mean, it's just, it, no matter what you it's very difficult to get one of those spots where I'm hitting left-handers and right-handers and just playing and it almost seems like a little bit more flexibility inside the lineup might kind of rise all ships a little bit. It just doesn't feel like that happens. It almost feels like there's a certain stubbornness to this is my nine guys, and by God, we're just going to ride these people. Look, you you know the program in, in, infinitely more than I do. Um, my guess on – just this is just a logical guess on Harris is that they don't feel like he could hold up day right. after day and – if that's the case, they can't afford to lose him. You know, when you do the catching thing, um, the catching thing makes every this this would apply if you if you were to talk to the San Diego Padres today, they would tell you that they they're nervous about catching depth. Um, that's just a baseball thing. Um, yeah. So that might be part of it. You get nervous about him being unavailable for a couple of weeks, and now you're sort of down to one catcher. So that's probably part of it, and then part of it probably is. You know, I think it's human nature to play favorites a little bit. And um, he he believes, he being Mike and may, maybe Clement, maybe other guys, believe that some of the guys who are struggling, it's just a matter of, of one or two good at-bats and then turning it around. And, and that if you're going to maximize as a team, you, you maximize with those guys as big parts of it. And mm-hmm. it it – it's sometimes it's stubbornness and it's also a little bit of hope I'm guessing. And again, I haven't talked to them. I would, I'm not sure I would, I'm not sure I'd even know some of the people if they pass by me, but um, I I think it's, it's probably some of that. It's, you're sitting there going, you know, 
we're fine. I mean, you're four and five, and if you let's say you were to win the next three series, you know, two, one, two, one, two, one. Well, you'd be ten and eight heading to Arkansas. Where as long as you just won one of those games, but if you won two in Fayetteville, suddenly you'd look up and go, Hey, we're in the mix. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's that's not you know, win win four series in a row. Not sweep them, just win them. If you were to do that, you'd look up and go over twelve and nine with we got Missouri at home and got um LSU and A and M and hey, this thing's kinda doable and, and, and all of a sudden you're you're it's it's different. So this feels like a really important stretch where you're you're gonna find out in the next three, four weeks, whether there's a chance on this. Because if it's the same team that played the first three weekends that shows up for the next four, it's probably probably going to look up at the end of that and go, this this isn't – I think we'll know where this is headed. This kind of feels like, like – like I said, and Peyton said this on, on his show, it's a big weekend. There's no there's no getting around it. Like, they, they, need, to, they need to start making some hay. Yeah, it's a it's a flawed league. Ole Miss is a flawed team, and it's possible that they're the some of the lesser flawed compared to the rest of them. When you take out the Tennessee series and look at it all the way around, I mean, it's how it's the schedule the schedule quirk of this a little bit. Had they played, you know, A and M or Missouri or anybody else that second weekend, we're probably going, "Hey, God, they got two road series wins. You win this thing at home, they're whatever." You know, instead you've got this whatever the hell we're doing with this curve that is Tennessee baseball right now, and what they're doing. So, no huge weekend. They definitely need to uh, to beat Alabama. I just watched the or. I listened to the Tuesday game and every one of their problems that has been a problem remained a problem. And at some point you go, Hey, well, hell it just, I mean, even if you consistently have a couple games and you're whatever, it's going to rear its head. I mean, your Achilles is going to pop at some point. If those are the things that, that bother you. And that's what Tuesday was, is what Mike said. And when those two things are pitching and defense, well, that, that, that takes off some of the things that you can accomplish as a program in a, uh, in a season. That's not a good, that's not a good start, especially when your offense is not as doing what it's doing right now. So podcast brought to you in part by community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County and Chattanooga, all underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Um, we're also have, uh, answering a question. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan um, uh, deals as well. Pre- previously owned Nissan lease deals, I should well. So get in touch with, with them. It's Grenada Nissan USA. Com. We are also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtor, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. We've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you are seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Uh, whether you're in IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or maybe you don't really know what you're looking for just yet, they can help you at Service Specialist. Their goal is to get to know you, your strengths, and see what you're looking for in your next career move so that they can help you find the right fit. Um, payment of service is, uh, is only on the employer not the employee, and that's only after uh, a deal is done. So you have nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 
832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. I mentioned the Peyton Chatney show that will be in the stream later today. It's brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by uh, Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S., but they can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. For more information, get in touch with Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. Pockets is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Head on over there. See all the places to eat. Stay when you are in town. Big weekend this weekend with Ole Miss and Alabama. And remember, double-decker very, very, very soon. Here a couple weeks away from uh, from that. Huge weekend in Oxford. The Grove Bowl that weekend. And Mississippi State Ole Miss Baseball Thursday, Friday, Saturday series for that one, just FYI. So if you're coming to town, time to get on it. Time to take care of all the uh, things you would like to accomplish that weekend. Again, big weekend in Oxford coming up in a couple weeks. That's visitoxfordms.com. So you alerted me to this yesterday. Uh, some SEC West win totals coming out courtesy of uh, the win there in uh, Las Vegas, their sports book. A couple of them are fairly interesting, and I, you probably will need to get some schedules up here as we do this. I'll do the same, but clacking away is going to be a little more complicated for me. Uh, start out here, and this has become pretty much an annual thing for Alabama. It's either will they lose a game or will they not. Putting the uh, the over-under at a very lofty, and this is regular season wins, by the way. Bowl games don't count. 11 and a half for the Tide. So it is legitimately will they lose or will they not in the regular season for Alabama. So I'm pulling up their schedule. Um, here it is. So Alabama plays. They open with Utah State at home. They go to Texas. They play Louisiana Monroe at home. Vanderbilt okay. at home. So that's that's the month of September. Uh, they open the month of October, October the first, at Arkansas. They get Texas A&M a week later uh, on October the eighth at home. They go to Tennessee October the fifteenth. They get uh, Mississippi State at home October 22nd. They get a weekend off, and then their November stretch is at LSU, at Ole Miss, Austin P at home, Auburn at home. It's not asinine to think Ole Miss is their toughest game of the regular season if you think they're going to have A&M circled and that's going to be a win for Alabama because it comes right after the the back-to-back road game. Like You can convince yourself of that, but point being – I don't see a loss here. I would actually go over on the schedule. Yeah, I don't see a loss. I mean, I'm trying to find one. Um, and I mean, I'm and just, we, we, now, we didn't anticipate A&M last year either. I get that. I right. mean, just take one night. But well, there mean, are a lot of possibilities of losses on that schedule. If Arch Manning is not already committed 
to someone by September the 10th, Nick Saban's going to want to pummel Texas that day. Um, <laughs> okay. It's a bit, it feels like a big moment for Texas, right? Because last season, they go to Arkansas in week, was it week two? It was two or three. Yeah, yeah it was early. And they went to Arkansas and just got skull drugged by Arkansas. Um, and Arkansas turned out to be a good team, but Arkansas is not Alabama. Um, so that feels like a big moment. Um, I don't think Arkansas has got enough to really – Arkansas played them well in Tuscaloosa, but I'm just – I can't go there. They're going to be up sky high for A&M after that. At Tennessee is – could be interesting. They're not losing that game. No, they're not losing it. They're not losing the state. LSU's not there. I just don't think Ole Miss is there either. Um, and then, yeah, Auburn Auburn could be so toast by then that it could be – it's kind of become tradition that, that uh, Nick Saban and Alabama at home send out an outgoing Auburn coach with a blowout loss, and it kind of mm-hmm. has that feel to it. So, yeah, I go over. I go I go uh, over the 11-and-a-half. If I give you even odds, Brian Harson. Still the coach on January the 1st? I'll say no. Okay. Okay. You? You know that situation more than me, but yeah, it, it feels no. It, 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 well, if if this really is the situation and where if this number's right, it's where I'm going next. The Auburn Tigers, Vegas not setting a very lofty number on Auburn, five from the win. Ooh, that's five. a boy. If you even I mean, if you bet the under, you are betting chaos on the planes this fall. All right, so I've got Auburn schedule. Sure. Auburn opens the season September the 3rd at home against Mercer. Well, that's one. They get San Jose State in week two. That's two. The last time San Jose State went to an SEC school, they finished the coach. So um, let, they that, did. let that record, let that resonate. Sparkler is no longer the quarterback there, though, right? Uh, no, he's gone. Yeah. All right, so Auburn gets two right there. Then they get Penn State at home. That feels pretty big. And how big is this next one? (laughs) And then the next one's the one that if they lose it, it's over. It's just over. They get Missouri at home September the 24th. If you're 2-2 and with LSU coming to town. And Eli Drinkwitz, we can make fun of him all we want. He will have this thing circled because he'd love that job. That's the job he would love to get. So it's a... In his mind, whether it is or isn't, in his mind, it's a dress rehearsal of sorts. Uh, so we get you get Missouri on September the 24th. Then you go into the month of October with what is really a very difficult schedule. They get LSU at home, at Georgia October the 8th, at Ole Miss October the 15th, a weekend off, and then Arkansas at home on October the 29th. That's, that's challenging. And then it gets no easier after that. They go to Starkville. Um, they go at A and M at home. At A and M, and for some reason, my uh, I'm, I'm a, Western Kentucky and Alabama. Okay, thank you. I mean, so I'll do my my quick one. Just, yeah, sure. It's it's one o two o two one. I'm gonna split them with Missouri and LSU. So three two three 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 four three five. They had, uh, four five. I kind of like the under. Do you really? I I, I I like the push is what I like. 
But if you told you think you think four is safer than six, I'm having a hard time finding six. Because six has got to look Mercer, San Jose, Missouri, Ole Miss or LSU, Western Kentucky, and State, and Arkansas. No, I got them there without that, didn't I? They're not. If they're winning six, they're beating Arkansas. But they can get there without that if they beat Missouri, Ole Miss, or LSU in state. Yeah. And they could beat LSU at home. Look, they could they could start five and zero. Oh, Look, you're... Ole Miss is the better team. I think Ole Miss, like in a vacuum, wins that game. But Ole Miss doesn't beat Auburn. Never beat Auburn. I get that I it doesn't. I, I understand it doesn't translate. But at some point, when you have three wins in thirty years or whatever it is. But for them to have the big season, the the season where Brian Harson saves his job and it's this reclamation project, it's they beat Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State, Missouri, and LSU. They start five and zero. They lose to Georgia. Even if they lose to Ole Miss, they come back and they beat Arkansas. They go steal a game at Mississippi State. They beat Western Kentucky. I mean, you're just having a hard time finding a bunch of wins late in the season. I mean, I, I think they lose at Ole Miss. I think they lose to Mississippi State. I think they could easily lose to Arkansas. And I just know how this works, where the losses start to come and the program gets weird. And and you get that Northwestern State Ole Miss game right there at Western Kentucky where there's nobody on the plane. Nobody right? there, and it's done. And, you know, you, you get Texas A&M pops you, and you know you got Alabama, and by then you're talking about people are doing hot boards. Yeah. I think I would stay away, but yeah, I get the under argument. I just yeah, I don't like either one. Like I, I like the Alabama over at eleven and a half better than I like either the over or the under at five on Auburn. Well, you are kind of funny. Like I, I would almost like to see the odds I could get on them winning exactly five and just roll some dice. Oh yeah, that's true. And go. What, what's the odds on a push? Can I just bet the push? Can you bet the push? I mean, I'm sure somebody give you an odd, some a, a line on something. Yeah, I mean, sure, yeah. you can bet on anything. That's true. Sure, we can bet on that. The Arkansas Razorbacks, Sam Pittman uh, doing a nice job last year. Nine regular season wins, I think, for Arkansas. Eight, nine, something like that. Uh, they, uh, went, they went nine and three in the – no, where they go? Eight and four? And then remember. won the bowl game? I don't remember. Okay. Six and five. Uh, sorry, 6.5 for Arkansas this season. Six and a half. I'm pulling up their schedule now. Let's see if I can get the whole schedule here. Yep. Okay, here we go. They open with uh, Cincinnati at home. Then they get South Carolina at home. Those first two are so fascinating. Yeah, Cincinnati really loses. interesting games to kick off because, I mean, South Carolina is going to be better. Yeah. Yeah, they will be. Uh, Missouri State at home in week three. Then they play the uh, A&M game in Arlington each year, as they do. That's September the 24th. Then uh, they get Alabama at home. They go to Mississippi State, to BYU. Then they get a weekend off. They go to Auburn. They get Liberty at home, LSU at home, Ole Miss at home, back-to-back-to-back weeks, and then they play at Missouri on uh, November the 26th. On uh, I guess So I guess that's a Saturday this year. You say notable, that's a Saturday game. Yeah, Ar- that's what I was trying to think. Is that a Friday or Saturday? But Arkansas at Missouri to finish the regular season. You said six and a half? I hate their schedule. Yeah, their schedule's brutal. I don't I don't know who put that Why schedule together. Why are you together. playing BYU and Cincinnati? Only one one of those counts. Yeah, and Liberty for that matter. I I don't I don't know why you're playing those games. Six and a half. So my 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 just first run through it, I go 
shaky win, but when Cincinnati loses a ton. Um, I'll give them a win at home against Carolina, a win over Missouri State, a loss to A&M, a loss to Alabama. Mississippi State's a weird game. Um, probably a loss there. I don't know anything about BYU. Uh, that feels like a feels like a tough spot. Then they go to Auburn. That's a tough spot too. They'll they'll beat Liberty. I think they beat LSU. Um, Flip a coin. Ole Miss feels like a coin toss, and I think they're probably better than Missouri. But that's a weird game too. So my my gut is under. It feels like those first few. Because you know you're probably losing day and M, even though they played that game well and they beat up beat them up last year. So mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? But that's a tough stretch. I mean, you there's a world where they're one and four going to Starkville. Yeah. I don't think that world's accurate, but uh, I'm just yeah, saying that world does exist. There is, and if that's the case, they they the schedule they did it to themselves with the schedule. But look, there's no Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. No, um, that the, the first round cornerback is not on the field anymore. Um, South Carolina is a harder game than Cincinnati. There's no question about it. And you know that's Spencer Rattler. And that's actually a pretty entertaining game. Spencer Rattler and KJ Jefferson and two programs that really hit the portal hard. And um, my gut is they get both of those though, and and then they beat Missouri State. They lose to A and M. They lose to Alabama, and they're three and two heading to Mississippi State for their three. Who in God's name scheduled this schedule? At Mississippi State, at BYU, a weekend off, and then at Auburn. If you're them, I mean, you're trying. I mean, to, it is a horrid schedule. Yeah, I, I don't know who did who did that to them in October. They did a lot of it to themselves. If I'm Sam Pittman, you don't I'm, have to do this. No, you could play that October 15th game against Arkansas Christian Academy of Sciences or something and, and get a W. That's what they did last year. Remember, they had that, they had that stretch where they kind of took some L's mm-hmm. and they sort of got well in that Little Rock game against, it was like Prairie View or Texas Southern or somebody like that, and they kind of got well and then, um, and then finish the season pretty strong. This doesn't allow you to do that when you have to go all the way out to Provo for a game on October the 15th. That feels like you did something to yourself there. I, I knew it wasn't many, Chad. Is that right? Ole Miss has one win in Fayetteville? It's not many. And, I mean, they've gone – Ole Miss has gone there with good teams. No, it's more than – they beat them over there. I don't know. Or was that in Little Rock, like one of Eli's years? And then they obviously won in 08 because we watched that. Uh, they – they won in 08 in Fayetteville. I know they won in 12, but that was in Little Rock. That was in Little Rock. They lost in 14. That was the Bo Wallace game. Yeah, um, that was a... I don't remember 16 for some reason. 16 they lost over there. And then 18 was the... I don't remember that either. Isn't that funny? And then 20 they lost because that was a COVID year. That was the... Uh, Matt Corral interception game. I don't remember 2018. I just have no clue. It's too uh, – no, you remember 2018. 2018 was the win um, – no, that was in Little Rock in 2018. Sorry. Yeah, 37-33 in Little Rock in 2018. Uh, so that was the game where DK Metcalf got hurt. Ole Miss has two wins in Fayetteville. Um, they also won in Fayetteville in 2000. They won 38-24. Okay. So Eli's – no, Romero's senior year. Um, oh, before my time. I don't remember that one. 
Well, and it's a little bit of a, I mean, it's a true stat because they've really struggled there since, uh, since that point. But those two teams played a ton of games in Jackson and Little Rock prior to that point. Like it was almost everything was in other places. I mean, they've played some really close games. You have to think that the next one, that this one will be close too. There's nothing I've seen and heard nothing to make me go, oh yeah, one of these teams is, is miles ahead of the other one. Um, after last year's game, so I mean, last year's game, the ball is literally in the air with the game on the line, on a, with no time on the clock. I mean, it was a free, a, a final play. If he kicks a field goal, there's over. I mean, an extra point, there's overtime in that game. Yeah, it's true. So you know, I mean, and before that, I mean, Ole Miss had the football despite all of Corral's interceptions in 2020. Ole Miss had the football with a chance to drive down the field and win the game, and um, Matt got picked again. So the two teams have been pretty even. Yeah, I expect it to be yeah more of the same. I mean, if you're expecting a blowout in that, you're expecting something to go differently than has been going or will probably be the case as they yeah. move into uh, into the season. So. But I'll, I'll go on Arkansas, probably go under. It feels like a 6-6 six and six just due to scheduling. I think they'll look up at the end of the year and go, we could have been better than this, but – I don't yeah, know. it's the one where you kind of mess yourself up from a scheduling standpoint because nobody remembers. Oh well, whatever. It's um, it's just how many wins did you get? That's, yeah, that, that that that's what matters. I mean, they're an interesting team because it's interesting to see what Kendall Bryles and and KJ Jefferson can do a third year together. Do they do they take a step or do they? Or is it more of the same? Because if it's more of the same, they're really going to miss Traylon Burks. Right. Prom Shrimp, excited to announce the release of a new flavor. We've been telling you about it, the garlic herb butter they have. It is their most versatile offering yet. Pasta, rice, veggies poured over any of that. Also, shrimp scampi. Serve it along with surf and turf if you would like to go that route as well. Full meals with garlic butter, the Alfredo. They also have the signature seasoning or the Louisiana shrimp boil. So uh, whichever is your favorite, you can get it delivered straight to your door. Ten minutes from freezer to plate with primeshrimp.com. Money back guarantee. Remember, use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Uh, Southern Traditions Farm uh, holding summer camps starting next month. On uh, May the 30th is camp week number one, May the 30th through June the 4th. Then they have a camp June the 6th through the 10th, another June 12th through the 16th, and then another June 20th through the 24th. Uh, Those are Monday through Friday camps, 8.30 to 2 p.m., uh, each day to get more information, get in touch with Susan Walt at 601-278-7563, or you can follow them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Uh, best socks you'll ever put on your feet, 25% off with the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Uh, it's starting to warm up a little bit. The uh, no-shows are a game-changer for me. They can be for you as well. Again, deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE. Speaking of game-changer, we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next place. So go to gamechangerpatch.com, enter promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC. Established in 2013, ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more to get in 
touch with them, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Uh, they've been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. You can visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. LSU, the Brian Kelly era getting started in Baton Rouge, and they have LSU at a very even six wins this season. All right, let me uh, get LSU's schedule up. I do not know it by heart. Um, let's see. Their uh, spring game is uh, sponsored by National, I see. That no. is on their, uh, That's their schedule. Exciting. All right. They open with Florida State in Baton in Rouge. New Orleans. Is it in New Orleans? Okay. That's it's in New Orleans. Interesting. Florida State and LSU on September the 4th. Then they get Southern on what appears to be a Friday. The Jaguars, not the Golden Eagles. Right. A, 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 a Friday game is what it looks like. Uh, Saturday, September 10th. Okay. So September the 4th is a Sunday. I got you. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Gotcha. Okay, so they play the Sunday game against uh, Florida State. Then they get into their Saturday routine with Southern out of Baton Rouge. They get Mississippi State at home on September the 17th. New Mexico at home on the 24th. And then they uh, open October at Auburn. That's October the 1st at Jordan-Hare. Uh, they get Tennessee at home on October the 8th. They go to the Swamp on October the 15th. They get Ole Miss at home on October the 22nd. They get uh, the Halloween weekend off. And then they have a November that includes uh, Alabama at home, at Arkansas, UAB at home, at Texas A&M. So not exactly a forgiving uh, November for the Tigers. Yeah, I'm with at the first blush, I was kind of with Grind. He said easy money on LSU on the over just because LSU won five and seven. It's not necessarily something we think, and it seems like the, the play. That is a strange October, though. And really from then on, I mean, you look at this, and look, they're going to win some games. I mean, they easily could, could, could have a really good month here. But at Auburn, Tennessee at home, at Florida and Ole Miss, I mean, that thing can be a, a hell of a mood breaker if that went poorly. I think they start 4-0. and uh, the Auburn game feels weird. Uh, the home team typically wins that game. It's kind of my observation. I don't have the records in front of me, so someone could say. I mean, if they're four and zero, it's done because they're not losing every coin flip and losing UAB. Um, Tennessee at home feels like a weird game. Like, I, am, am I too high on Tennessee? Um, at Florida, Billy Napier is going to want that game. I don't know what to expect from from uh, from the Gators. We'll talk about Ole Miss in a minute. That, I mean, I'm tempted to go two and two in October just based on tosses alone. They're going to lose to Alabama. I think they lose in Fayetteville. They beat UAB, but they better play well. And then they lose at College Station. So November feels weird, but I think they get over the six anyway. It's hard to get them into some kind of great season. But it's hard to make them suck, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I well, can't get them to nine. I can make them suck real quick. You want me to? Here's here's sucking. Lose to Florida State. And then September the 17th, you play a team with an experienced quarterback and you lose. Because you're brand new and you're still trying to sort it out. You don't know what you're doing at quarterback. They do. 
There's your. You want to screw it up? You want to? I can. Hey, I can get you to suck. Here's suck. Here's the rest of suck. Beat New Mexico. Lose at Auburn. Lose to Tennessee at home. Go to Florida and lose. Ole Miss comes in. Yeah, I can get you. I can get you to suck in a hurry. None of that's unreal. Forget. I mean, the, you can roll a three and nine out there that's not completely off the table. No, but. I mean, if I told you they lost to, uh, they went to Auburn and lost. Lost to Tennessee at home. Went to Gainesville and lost. In a state of absolute panic, lost to Ole Miss at home. Alabama smokes them. They go to Fayetteville in November. Uh, they lose there, and then lose it. Shit, I can get you. I can get you suck in a hurry with LSU. I'm not the whole oh their uniform in the stadium and the the Golden Girls and the Roaring Tiger. None of that shit matters. You win. You win with players. I can get you to suck faster than I can get you to a really good season. I think they go seven and five. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. I'm just saying, if you want me to make a scenario for suck, it's the, the, all the ingredients are there. I don't even have to go to the store. Yeah. Hmm. Who's the quarterback? I, they went and got the kid from Arizona State. Oh yeah, they've Jake got, Daniel. Yeah, they've got other guys, but I mean, I don't know. They were really bad last year. Yeah. We don't need to spend a ton of time on this because we're going to talk plenty of Ole Miss football over the course of the uh, next months. Uh, but eight wins for the Rebels. That's the over-under? That is, yes. I do need to look at the schedule. I'm going to have it memorized here at some point. I'm not there yet. I'll just give my fast thoughts on it. Uh, Ole Miss football, there it is. Four and uh, so Troy's a win. Central Arkansas is a win. At Georgia Tech's a win. Tulsa's a win. So four and zero. Kentucky's the first in my mind toss. It'll be a bonkers day in Oxford. Kentucky, yeah. Uh, Ole Miss wins at Vanderbilt. So five zero and a toss. Auburn comes here, and I know the history thing. I just think Ole Miss is better than Auburn. Um, so you got them six and a toss. Six and a toss. LSU's a toss because it's in Baton Rouge, so six. So we'll call it seven and one. I think they lose at A and M. I think they lose to Alabama. I think Arkansas's a toss, and I think they probably beat Mississippi State again at home. So I kind of like the over, but eight from a betting standpoint, Vegas is doing the right thing there. With they ought to make it eight and a half, and then you could really get action. Yeah, because you sides. get the security of the eight with the push. Yeah. That the off, I mean, if it goes off the rails, what is it losing in Atlanta? Uh, you see, this is the hard part, right? If you want to paint a scenario for it going off the rails, it's 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 losing to Kentucky, losing at home to Auburn, going to LSU and losing. And now you're in trouble because you you go lose at A and M, like five of the last six or whatever. Yeah, it is. you you sure. you lose you lose at home to Alabama. Turn around a week later, you lose to Arkansas. I mean, the, the the going the off the rails is the Kentucky loss, and then you don't win a game in the second half of the season. And I have a hard time doing that. Like with what I've seen, I think Ole Miss is pretty good on both lines of scrimmage. They've got a dominant running back. They've got two quarterbacks who are capable, so they'll find one. Is my gut feeling? I don't. I don't think. I, I think they're going to take a step back at quarterback. I think it's going to be a, a, a significant step back next season. 
but I think they're going to add some receivers. They're much better at tight end. They're just better in general on defense. So, yeah, I mean, eight from a betting standpoint, Chase, eight feels like the right number. Yeah, I, I, like nine is too high from a number and seven's too low. I mean, yeah, that that so, seven would give you way too much security. I mean, but eight and a half, seven and a half would both be interesting numbers. Yeah, yeah. Either one of those would be, from a betting standpoint, would be fascinating. Mississippi State, the Bulldogs, Will Rogers back, as you mentioned, Mike Leach back for another uh, year. They get four pretty winnable non-conference games. The Bulldogs at six and a half. All right, so I got their schedule up now. Uh, they open with Memphis on September the 3rd. They go to Tucson on September the 10th. We mentioned before they open SEC play on September the 17th at LSU. They get Bowling Green at home on September the 24th to finish September, October for uh, Mississippi State's pretty interesting. They get Texas A&M at home, Arkansas at home, at Kentucky and at Alabama, so October is full. Uh, they get a weekend off, and then uh, November the 5th, they uh, they get Auburn at home, Georgia at home, scheduling God's no good to them there, East Tennessee State at home, and then at Ole Miss on Thanksgiving night. What was the number? Six and a half. <sighs> so probably one, two, three... Uh, they four if you give them Arkansas. That's oh, seven's hard to find. It's hard to find seven. I kind of like the under, the under six and a half. Kind of like them right at six. Like it's difficult for me to look at Mississippi State what I saw last year and go, oh yeah, they beat Arkansas and Auburn at home. And I know they beat Auburn last year at Auburn, and they almost beat Arkansas, but still. I think they lose in Lexington. I think Georgia kicks their ass. Alabama's going to beat everybody. Pretty, It's tough sledding. For them to get there, they got to win the Egg Bowl. They might have to win in Kentucky. They're not. They're not. They're not. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> I'm telling you they're not. Kentucky's going to line up and, and physical them. The last team in this C West to do, Jimbo and his NIL money and the Aggies <laughs> and the Giggum. Yep. A little lower number. If, it, if this goes under, it's going to be really fun in College Station. Nine on the Aggies. All right, I got the, the Ags schedule up here. They got Haynes King, Max Johnson's over oh, there. Oh, it's everybody, man. Here we DJ go. Perkins over there. Right, here we go. Sam Houston to open the season and then App State on in week two. So uh, they get a. Quick little start. Get Miami at home, the uh, the Hurricanes, on September the 17th. We mentioned how they play Arkansas in Arlington, that game, September the 24th at Jerry World. Then they go to Starkville on uh, September the – I'm sorry, October the 1st. Alabama on October the 8th in Tuscaloosa. Then they get a weekend off. They'll need it. Then they get interesting games here. Wow, the rest of their set- schedule is really fascinating. At South Carolina, October the 22nd. At uh, at home against Ole Miss, October the 29th. At home against Florida on November the 5th. Um, at Auburn, November the 2nd. 12th. I'm sorry, 12th. I'm, yeah, I'm, 
I'm scrambling for a uh, the rest of their schedule. Do you have it up by any chance? UMass on the 19th and LSU on the 26th. Okay, UMass and LSU. For some reason, it did not want to uh, give me the rest of their schedule. But I've got it here. Okay, yep. All right, so I guess my just first run through it, in my mind, I go uh, – one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh, probably five and oh, five and one. I guess six and one. I don't know what I think about Carolina. Um, seven one. I mean, are we giving them wins over Ole Miss and Florida, or is it one of those? Are we tossing? I think you got to toss. I mean, AM usually finds a way to screw something up. Okay, they lose one of those. Um, I mean, it kind of depends on what you think about Auburn, right? I mean, I, but if Auburn's as, as rough as we think, that's that's a, that's a W. They'll beat UMass, and then they get LSU at home. I could get them over. I can get them over pretty easily, actually. It's going to be a really talented team. I mean, the only game that I look at on their whole schedule and go, that's an L, is at Alabama. Yeah. And, and losing even two more still gives you a push. Yeah. I I want it to go under so badly, but I have a hard time making it go under. Oh, I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd pay money for the under. I mean, just... I, please. Eight and four, seven and five. Oh, I mean, if if the football gods came down and said, you can have just one thing, just for your own amusement, it's A&M. I'll go, okay, can A&M go six and six, please? Six and six. <laughs> I mean, can, can we do that? Because that, I, I mean, just thinking about it makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. Yeah. Can they, yeah. <laughs> can they lose to LSU, Auburn, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, and Arkansas? Yeah. The football <laughs> guys just come in and go, you can have one thing just, just to make yourself feel happy. Okay. A and M has a bad season, like really bad. That oh god! Can you imagine what? Lane Kiffin in the post game press conference in College Station after Ole Miss wins? Because there's sheer giddiness. Because there's no one there's there's no one in their sports information department that would go, "Hey, you're going to regret these words uh, by tomorrow." No one would even say it to him. Like Kirk Sampson at Auburn would look at a Lane Kiffin and go, "Hey, just remember, tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and and there is going to be a certain degree of sobriety to it, and you're going to wish that maybe you had measured your words a little." No one's going to do that, and and he would. I can just imagine the dollar figures and stuff that he would talk about. Yeah, it wouldn't even be that passive. I don't think. No, 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 no. I don't think he'd be like, yeah, you know, he kind of he inferred or implied. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. He might even walk in with a clown suit at that point. I, I mean, there's no telling. Well, I mean, we have had a coach walk in with a Darth Vader mask and things over the course of. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. <laughs> Not so long ago. <laughs> Galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Ah, jeez. This is more of a June topic, but who's almost taking the media day? Ooh, uh, they're going to go really boring. 
they didn't last year. Um, but you're not taking a quarterback. Uh, probably not taking a quarterback. Um, I mean, they'll probably take Mick Broker. Probably take A.J. Finley. Maybe take Cedric Johnson. Probably should take Cedric. He's a really good talker. Um, they take three or four? It's three, right? Yes, yeah, three. Probably those three. That'd be my guess. Nick and A.J. and Cedric. Okay. Yeah. AJ's had another good camp. Yeah, AJ's a good player. He's gotten better every year. Yeah, he's a good player. He's literally gotten better every year. So I'll uh, I'll tell you quickly about Johnston Hill Creamery. They're on Instagram at Johnston Hill Creamery six six two four one nine nine two zero one. Cheese at JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Get your Easter pre order. Again, uh, the grazing box, the dessert box, the uh, the carrot cake for pre order. Cheesecake icing, toasted pecans on that thing. Feeds 8 to 12 for that. Their full Easter menu up as uh, as well. Again, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Make all their cheese locally and in-house every day. Just off Molly Bar. Again, 662-419-9201. I know I owe you a uh, hand raise, guys. We're going to get one of those uh, in studio here fairly soon. We, we, I'm not sure what the schedule today is. I had a couple things lined up that have fallen through. I'll keep you updated as the day goes on. We'll get, get all that worked out eventually. It's it's April, and it's um, it's April. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Speaking of April, we're doing that deal where it's cold in the morning, kind of warms up. You want to make sure that your air conditioner is in um, tip-top shape and ready to roll because you're going to be using it soon. So if you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Great service. They'll come and make sure that your air conditioner is ready to roll so that when it comes time to hit it, you're ready to go. We're also brought to you by the College Corner. It's one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet, Fleet Feet. And in Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, whether you're tailgating in Oxford or uh, home gating with friends and family. The College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear. In Central Mississippi, we're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle, uh, based out of Madison, Mississippi, it's also home to the Pinnacle 401k Advisory Services team. Get in touch with them, and they'll conduct a complimentary, no, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's uh, mypinwealth.com. M y p i n n wealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. You guys know the drill by now. Get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters and a budget. And uh, he will help you uh, plan a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. Coming up this weekend, uh, check out OPA. It's Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio and more. All at 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse. In Oxford. Uh, let's see. Got an interesting sports day today. The start of the Masters, Major League Baseball opening day. And I'm sure regionally in spots, it almost feels like golf is overshadowing baseball today. Is that right or is that just my ecosystem? Uh, no, it's probably right. Um, 
Tiger's going to play. It's a big part of it. Um, and then another big part of it is Major League Baseball is just not very popular right now. Um, you can get in past years. Like I've never been to opening day at Wrigley. I've kind of always talked about going. I've never gone. Uh, in past years, it was a very expensive ticket. This year, you can get in Wrigley today for um, for uh, Cubs Brewers twelve bucks. You get a ticket for twelve dollars to a Cubs opening day game. Mm-hmm. That's um, and some of that is the fans in Chicago are pissed off at the ownership, but that's not all of it. They've been pissed off at ownership before, and it was a hundred and fifty dollar ticket. Um, it's more. Look, baseball did damage to itself with 99 days of lockout where you just fell off the map. And it's easy to fall out of the public conscience Mm -hmm. in this era, and and they have. So, um, yeah, I think that's – I don't think it's just your ecosystem. I think it's a sign that baseball has lost some real momentum. I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, it's over, the sport's dead. Nah, they'll be fine, but – yeah, they've lost some. They've lost some momentum, and the Masters is helped dramatically by the uh, week-long coverage of will he or won't he play regarding the most famous person to ever play golf. Yeah, yeah, it brings that's up my opinion. Mindset. Yeah, it's my opinion. I, I, you know, I was I was upstairs yesterday on the Peloton, and and i wasn't listening to it because i had it on mute but the tv was on espn and it was that stephen a smith and whoever he argues with all day and i mean it was it was an hour of mostly golf but when it wasn't golf the ticker was all about tiger woods press conference was coming up and 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 stuff like it's all about tiger and the masters and yeah it just shows you how how much he moves the needle mm-hmm Baseball, I know it's a 10 thoughts thing, but for the podcast, who's going to win? What do you got? Um, I, I had Dodgers and Rays. I think the Dodgers are the best team, and my anticipation is the Dodgers will win. I am fascinated to see like what happens with Trevor Bauer over the course of an entire season. Like, How do you justify not letting him play the entire year? There are no criminal charges. He didn't play last year. I don't know. Okay. I, I know. I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think they've canceled him as a player, and I, I'm not at all forgiving. Forgiving what he did at not even a little bit, but Chase, there are no criminal charges. Mm-hmm. I mean, the NFL is going to suspend Deshaun Watson, but barring criminal charges, he's going to play by week six or seven next season. Right. And maybe before that. And Major League Baseball's already forced Bauer to sit five sixths of a, of a season, so eighty some odd percent of a season, and there are no criminal charges. If he is reinstated, what happens as far as like contract? Like what is his situation? I don't I think he's getting paid right now, so he's kind of okay. living the dream, right? Um, oh, he is? I think so. I don't I don't know what I don't know how you could not pay him. He hasn't he hasn't done something that voided the contract unless I, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um people asking for masters picks. I don't know. I'm probably on the Justin Thomas train, but I don't love it. Uh I, I it's more of just this young set of players that I'm most interested in. None of them have a ton of masters experience. Typically that's pretty important. 
the top seven players in the world, only one is even 30 years old, and he's 30 on the dot with Patrick Cantlay. So that's it's just the youth movement is what is what is kind of fascinating. You know, Scotty Shuffler's won three of the last five events. He moves to number one in the world with that. Kind of proves that how niche golf is. I have a I, he's the number one player in the world by ranking today, and I'm pretty sure Neil couldn't pick Scotty Shuffler out of a lineup. So um, no, yeah, I um, picked uh, Xander Shoffley to win. I saw you did that. Yeah, know? good pick, good iron player. You know, does everything pretty well. I even did a sleeper pick. Siwoo Kim, right? Yep. Is that right? Yep. Okay. There you go. If one of those hits, I mean, full bragging rights on Monday, you get it. <laughs> yeah. All in. Yeah. That'll be a really short segment. Uh, you'll turn it on on Sunday? Is it, or unless Tiger's on? Um, I don't know. I'll probably turn it on some today. Um, I'm, look, I'm, I'm interested to watch Tiger. I'm cheering for Tiger. I want him to do well. I think it's a cool story. I uh, can't remember who did it. It may have been ESPN. Uh, um, they talked to Alex Smith, the former quarterback, about how difficult you know, it was to come back from a very similar injury. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, I think he's in absolute awe of of what Tiger's doing right now. I mean, it's it's an accomplishment for Tiger Woods to be walking without a limp. That's yeah, it. I mean, walking. forget forget swinging a golf club and hitting hitting a a. It's it would be an accomplishment, I think. And this was Alex Smith kind of talking. It'd be an accomplishment for him just to be out on a course enjoying a spring day. Mm-hmm. Forget playing at the highest level with the best players in the world on a challenging course that is set up to challenge the best players on the in the world. I I just it's remarkable. I mean it so yeah, I think I think lots of people are are watching today that wouldn't normally be watching cuz they're mainly watching Tiger. And then you get a chance to see some of the other guys and it look it's the Masters and I think even for the 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 most casual golf fan if if you watch one tournament this is the one you watch um same time same place pretty spring yeah and it's well it, i think it tells people that hey winter is over yeah and, right and here comes you see the azaleas and the fake birds and yeah know. it's a sign of it's a kind of a rite of passage sort of to towards spring and you start thinking hey i, I mean i i did just yesterday i thought probably need to get the pool clean you know i need to start working on some stuff like that and so I think the Masters is one of those things, but Tiger's presence in it, when I think not, not so long was it fourteen months? Fourteen months ago, I mean, yeah, you know, you you wondered if he'd lose his leg, you wondered if he'd ever walk again, if he'd ever. I don't even think we. I think we just assumed that day. I can almost remember talking about it that well, he'll never play golf again. Yeah, it like started popping up from TMZ or whatever. We were just like sitting there talking. I was like, whoa, what is it? Like, hold on. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, that's that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I will definitely be watching and cheering for him today. I mean, I, he's one of those guys that he's uh, – I think he – we've talked about this before. I guess I'm kind of searching for the word. I, I, I think his presence – um kind of he's even if you didn't like basketball you watched michael jordan yeah he mainstreams yeah if you you know if if, even if you don't particularly like football if tom brady's playing in a playoff game you sort of watch Mm -hmm. and so i think i think tiger's in that rarefied air i think he's i think he's bigger than brady he's hell he might be bigger than jordan 
I mean, he's yeah. he's just one of those guys. Yeah, a couple of time people in the story out. I talked about this on the podcast on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, Colin Morikawa, he's the best iron player in the world, and Augusta, that's what they actually reward. So if he's look, you've got to be really good with the putter to win a major. Period. So yes, I know he's a bad putter, but if he is average, it just I, that's the he's the most undervalued player in this in this thing right now from a betting standpoint. You're talking about a top three player in the world that is the best player in the world of the thing most needed at Augusta. So, what about uh, the guy who won it last year? Could he win it again? He's banged up. No, he almost didn't even play. Uh, he's coming to defend, but he's been hurt. He's he's admitted he's not in very good form at all. Um, so that's not a that's not really a play. He had a pretty good menu for the Masters dinner. Had a good menu. Had a, yeah. had a Japanese menu. It looked good. Had a five wagyu. Had like a strawberry shortbread kind of dessert. Sushi sashimi. Yeah, I I wouldn't even after all that I wouldn't even want dessert. I would just. You're good. Just give, yeah. give me all the protein. Give me the A5 and the sushi. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Tiger teeing off. I don't know. Uh, 11.04, I think, is the new time. They had a little bit of a delay this morning, but I think 11.04 is the time today for uh, for his start time. So uh, players available later on uh, today as yep. well. Um, have some coverage. And again, Alabama Ole Miss uh, coming up. Friday night, six thirty, two and uh, one or one thirty. I forget the Sunday. I think it's one thirty on Sunday. Okay, one thirty. So six thirty to one thirty. Hope all y'all have a uh, a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.